everybody, this is Charlie from Anthrax, and you are listening to today's Food Doggle. This is Mark Metcalf, and you are listening to today's Food Doggle with Bailey Domain Cleveland Radio. You are listening to today's Food Doggle with Bailey on Domain Cleveland Radio. Yes, Kato Kalen listens to this all the time. What's going on, everybody? It's Bill Bailey with today's Boondoggle. And a uh, real quick housekeeping note, if you're watching us on YouTube or you're watching us on um, Rumble or BitChute, please hit that follow and subscribe button. And if you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple or Google or any of the podcast platforms, please hit that follow and subscribe button. Uh, help us build up our numbers so we can continue to bring you conversations like the one I'm about to have right now, we're talking with the uh, the gothic outlaw herself, Devorah. How you doing? Hi, I'm doing good. How are you? Good, good. Um, yeah, it's good to catch up. Uh, as we were talking a little bit before we went on the air, you know, when you came through Cleveland and did that Beachland Ballroom event, we got to spend some time together. Um, but... Uh, Usually when I have somebody on the show for the first time, I like to get a quick background. So like, do you remember originally, what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh my gosh. I always wanted to be a musician since I could talk, sing. That was always the, that was always the dream. So. Nice. And yeah. what, do you remember like, what was it that kind of attracted you back uh, in childhood to this? Um... I, as early as I can remember, I was always like playing songs um, on instruments or singing and I was just naturally drawn to it really. Nice. And then um, like, as you started growing up and going to school, when did you start or like, when did you uh, decide to like pick up uh, playing guitar and, and really taking it serious? Um, I'd say about middle school, I started to mess around with the guitar and, and started writing songs and short stories and poems. So that's kind of when, when it all started. Nice. And then yeah. were you involved in like, um, music programs at school and stuff? Yeah, I was in like chorus and, um, and like all the band stuff. And, um, I would go home from school and just, you know, not do my homework and, and write, <laughs> write music. <laughs> came before everything so and do you remember like what kind of like artists uh like were early influences on you um i listened to a lot of like i remember nine inch nails was like one of my favorite um artists that i really like resonated with so that was kind of a um but then i loved like um oh my gosh i loved uh I loved country music. I loved Johnny Cash. Like, um, I loved rock music. I loved emo. Like, 
these are all kind of things I grew up with. And then eventually they just um, ended up blending them together kind of in one, one genre. Nice. And then um, like, when was it that uh, you actually started playing, like, you know, forming a band and playing with others? Um, I'd say high school really around the first time. That's when I started, started uh, getting out on stage and, and, um, and playing live. And do you remember, like, uh, recall any of, like, the early uh, band names? I always like hearing the high school names that everybody thought were, like, the best ever. But I know. Um, It was always just kind of, like, it was, always like, a lot of it was mostly just solo stuff. So it was just me, like, Ariel Levitan. Um, But, uh, oh, my gosh. Um. There, I had one in like freshman year high school called the Creeps. That was that was a, I thought that was the coolest band name back then. But <laughs> <laughs> nice. And then like when did uh, you know, you kind of start picking up like you know, the image that it you know evolved into uh, what you have today with Devora. Um. So I just like my love of country music. I loved country music, and I loved um, uh like industrial like goth emo music and um i had always kind of wanted to hear country music that was sounded uh like that ha that you know captured some of the angst that i wanted to hear in like the rock music so i kind of wanted to do something that was a blend of both and uh yeah and, and that's kind of how it was born nice and then so like uh when did uh you know you it, it really start becoming like a thing for you that this was like okay now we're you know we're serious let's start building a name and reputation and, and getting out there i'd say in in high school i ended up um in high school like like right before college was when um you know i decided to move to la and just kind of dive in so nice and then um so you come out to la and then you start networking and then like when was uh devora like officially born yeah so i was i was writing for a lot of, for a lot of other artists and for film and for film and tv um i was doing a lot of sessions and um probably about a few years after i got here that's when that's when um I mean, I had been writing for this project for, you know, since high school, but it started to like take shape and stuff uh, about a few years into moving here. So. And I'm always curious uh, about names. Like I was, you know, questioning about the high school band name, but like, what was the inspiration behind this name? So it's actually my middle name. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that makes it easy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, yeah, I wasn't sure if there was some kind of like uh other meaning behind it or whatever, but um yeah. Um uh oh my gosh, my dog, hold on one second. I'm just going to my dog is like crying. I'm going to one second. All right. Okay, sorry about that. <laughs> No problem. Um, so, um, yeah. So, um, so that it, the 
band names your middle name and then uh you know you guys start becoming uh you know getting involved in in the music scene there in la start building a name for yourself and then um like when was it that uh like you started like getting catching the eye of like labels and so it was pandemic actually um we started like shopping for a record deal and that's when um i got signed to the label i'm on right now and um yes that was only like two years ago Um, okay so it was during the pandemic because that's that was what i was going to ask like you know like what what um you know so many musicians everything you know they already had things in in line like tours scheduled and everything and everything got like shut down and then they're stuck with like boxes of merch and all that stuff but like you know what did you guys have going on and what what did you end up doing during that time and obviously you got you still were able to get signed yeah yeah i know very grateful very grateful and i i use that time to write you know write like a ton of music and and really you know create a ton of visuals and and dive into that so i'm really grateful for that time you know yeah i've heard a lot of people say it you know they you know they use that time to to definitely tap into their creative side and write more and it was pretty therapeutic help them deal with you know the uncertainty of everything that was going on yeah in the world. Definitely, definitely was very ther- therapeutic for sure um yeah no it was very it was i'm i'm grateful to have had music as an outlet during that time for sure and i know a lot of other musicians are too or did yeah. or as- <laughs> <laughs> and then uh well i it's you ended up uh i guess catching the eye of our mutual friend renee and uh like how did that uh Oh, you know, that's so funny. Um, I met Renee through just through some, you know, it's such a small industry music. And I met him through some mutual friends in LA and we started working together and, um, yeah. And so he was really who, you know, instrumental in getting me my, my deal. So yeah, Renee and me became friends, uh, you know, actually via this podcast, he was a guest on here and, uh, Awesome. We, we connected uh, that way, and he's you know opened up so many doors for me, dude. Like I call him the Kevin Bacon of music because he like, yeah. knows like connected with everybody. Yeah, dude, it's so true. It's so true. He's great. And you know, speaking of which, like too, it's like you. I remember when we met, you had uh, another mutual friend, Dan. Dan working with you guys, Dan Garland and stuff. Like, yeah. How did how did that uh uh combination come together yes oh my gosh um that came through renee um they uh you know knew each other from like recovery and so um they uh i was gonna say they um i was basically introduced to dan from renee so okay great yeah that's how i became friends with them too yeah part of that same same tribe you know yes but uh but uh yeah so you got to kind of like work with them and then like what's some of the other uh Mm -hmm. like being new because you said you've only been like you know like two years now i guess with the label and getting out there and yeah in in the industry what kind of like guidance and lessons have have you learned you know along the way Oh, I could write a, a, a novel about it. Um, so 
to trust my gut, to always trust my gut. That's like a big one to, you know, like your, your gut really knows the truth about people, about situations, and to just always, always trust that if you can't, you know, listen to anything else. Um, and yeah, true. Uh, that goes with it, like everything in life for sure. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. And, you know, staying true, you know, it's cliche, but staying true to your artistry. Um, you know, if you have something really cool that you're doing and you just stick with it and, and persist, like you will, it will get recognized um, as opposed to following the trends and just kind of copying what's, what's already out, you know. Oh, that's great too. And, and you know, I see that with, with this project, it's like, it's definitely something that's not really already out there. So you are following your own, you know, your, your own artistic vision and, yeah. uh, you know, it seems to be, you know, paying off, you know, staying the course and just staying true to yourself. I mean, you guys yeah. are getting ready to go on the road now with, with, uh, Bush. So, yeah. um, obviously it's, uh, it's it's catching some eyes and going to catch a lot more eyes on on the on this tour for sure. How excited are you about this opportunity? I'm, excited. I'm really excited. I'm really grateful for this opportunity because I know it's really hard for artists to tour now. So I'm really grateful to be able to do this. And um, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I've I've never played venues this large before, so I'm really excited to get out there. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for you guys. I remember, like I said, I got the catch you guys at the beachland here which is kind of a smaller venue but uh the crowd was really into you guys and it was uh it was definitely yeah. good to see you and i think i'm i shared with you you know that um you know i got two daughters and, and my oldest yeah. like wants to be a singer and everything too so yeah. it's like i'm i'm excited i'd like to really want to bring them to the show so they can see you see you up there and perform yeah please oh my gosh i don't um what was i gonna say yes i want to like We'll have to figure out how to exchange or actually no through renee well i'll get um tell him how many tickets you want and uh, yeah come out i'd love to see you guys yeah awesome. yeah for sure Ed. they would love to meet you you know yeah. especially too so that'd be really cool i'll uh awesome. yeah I'll, I'll i'll make that happen um and then you know you guys uh dropped an ep uh god is dead is the title yeah talk a little bit about that because it's like uh i, I i'm curious about like the inspiration not just behind the name of the title for you but like the also you know uh the song yeah yeah so this music kind of came this i i created all this during the pandemic and um it sort of was birthed from you know question like i feel like at that point no matter what you believe in if you you know, if you believe in a denomination of some sort or a higher power or nothing, like at some point during the pandemic, like I think everyone questioned, like, where is God right now? Like, what if, if there is a God, like what is, ha you know, what is actually happening? Because this is just insane. And, yeah. um, you know, so that, that, um, that sort of narrative evolved into like a post-apocalyptic kind of story that I wrote. Um, which is what God is dead is about. It's about like being in this like kind of wasteland, like post-apocalypse and seeing on a sign that, that God is dead, but like, you know, even, like hope in a hopeless world, basically like 
you know, banding together, even though we're, you know, we're the last ones left kind of thing. So. Yeah. And I, I saw the, the music video for that as well. And I liked the imagery of you kind of like, uh, I guess, you know, was that like you shedding kind of like a darker self or, or, you know, like what was the story being told in the, in that, the music video? Yeah. So, um, me, the character, I'm running from this monster through the desert and through these kind of like barren wastelands and I'm running, I'm running. And in the end you see that the monster was actually me. I'm running for myself. But as we know that you can't, you can't, uh, that's not so easy to escape from. So I end up dying. <laughs> that's, that's the ending. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, like as I've learned, you know, with so many of uh, my friends in recovery and stuff, it's like, we always try all these, like, uh, what the hell's the, the term for it? You know, like location. If you, we think if we change locations, life will be better, you know, things will get better for us. And we keep changing locations, but it's like, no matter yeah. where we are, there we are, you know? Exactly. And, and it's like, until we like start doing the, the self-assessments and uh, mm -hmm. dig into the roots of, you know, what our issues are, you know, no matter where we go, we're, we're bringing, we're bringing it with us, Absolutely. you know? So I, I, I like the imagery behind that, um, that video and, um, you know, just gave me a lot to think about too, self-reflecting. Yeah. Um, and then like the rest of the EP, like what, is there like a certain message or story you're trying to tell throughout the whole album? Yeah. So it's really a concept album. Um, the first of many I want to make on this subject, but it touches on sort of, what you know the juxtaposition of like the old american dream like of the 50s where everything was picture perfect and you know um like white picket fences and like leave it to beaver family <laughs> and what the american dream looks like now and how you know the darkness how it's tarnished and and what that what my generation um you know, carrying the torch from the past, what that looks like for, for my generation now. And so each song is kind of about this, like, faded, like, dark, has this, like, dark Americana vibe to it of um, each thing is, like, its own kind of story narrative in that, in that realm. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, you know, I grew up around that Leave it to Beaver stuff, and it's that we definitely got yeah. Quite a far away from that, but I, I liked uh like the one image too I, I was getting was like uh kind of like how like you know since you've moved out to LA and living in Hollywood and the and the lives that you've experienced it's kind of like you know they say like Hollywood feeds off the blood of children and the innocence you know and stuff and and uh you know almost like you're sharing kind of a personal experience in your writing on how much of yourself may have uh, been affected processing this, this whole life change. Yeah, that's definitely part of it as well. It's, um, it's a culture, you know, no matter where you come from in the world, it's, it's, um, man, there, the, you can have the highest highs and the lowest lows here. There's such a, there's so much darkness and there's such a dark underbelly, but there's also, you know, there's, there's an amazing side as well. And it's just like, um, you just have to be very careful to kind of walk that straight and narrow and <laughs> keep, keep your sanity essentially. 
Well, I liked what I was reading, and uh, I think it was in uh, the one bio that Ed sent me too. Was like, you know, you're d- driving through the hills, you know, and and you know of all like the dark stuff that you witness, kind of there, and the energy sometimes that you feel, but that you'll pass by. Like, I think there was like this neon cross or something yeah. up mm-hmm. in the hill, and you're like, what is, you know? Yeah, that kind of inspired, I guess, the the whole EP. God is dead. Yeah, that was definitely a huge visual, um, like inspiration for the whole thing. Definitely because, um, yeah, every day back and forth to sessions, I would drive over that hill, and uh, you know, some days were good, some days were bad, and just seeing that, I was like, man, it's such an ironic place for this to be looking over such a city with just such like corruption. <laughs> you know, it was it's, but. Maybe that's why it's there. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Or maybe it's just that, you know, when you're leaving and, and you're fully like drained, like you said, on, on those bad days, maybe it's the glimmer of hope or something. I don't know. You know what? I like, I like that a lot. And I, I want to, I, I, that's a great way to look at it. And I think you're right. That I want to, I want to stick with that explanation. I really like like a life preserver, you know, floating there for you. To, to grab onto like man i'm drowning in all this shit down here and like pull me out you know exactly stay strong don't give up <laughs> yeah i mean you gotta be in this this environment and um yeah. you know i kind of caught that from you and through our short interaction when you were here that you know you're pretty pretty tough and badass and you can you know <laughs> handle yourself but it's got to be, you know, everybody's gets, gets burnt out and needs a recharge now and then, you know, for sure. No, definitely. And definitely. I'm sure you're taking in a, uh, some, some preparation, getting ready for this, this hitting the road here, you know? Yeah. Getting ready, getting ready for that. And, um, uh, it's, it's Grammy's weekend, Renee's in town. So it's, you know, just total insanity as always. Um, yeah running all over the place but are you gonna get a chance to connect with him while he's in town yeah i saw him last night actually um at his uh his company had a like a a grammy event so i went to that and it was cool oh okay cool cool yeah hopefully i'll be seeing him tonight via zoom later uh, you know definitely look forward to talking to him yeah I, uh, i i another uh song that that's stuck out on the EP that I wanted to ask you about, like, cause I was reading a little bit about your story, but I like the audience to hear a little bit more on, uh, the song porn star. Yeah. The inspiration behind that and the message you're trying to send. Yeah. So that's one of the key, when I, you know, talk about this like dark American dream vibe, like that's, that song is kind of the, the, the main, uh, what do you call it? anchor for the whole EP and um I I wanted I write from the like I love I love writing songs like movies like like where you can you know there's the sensory aspect you can see taste touch everything that's going on and that's my those are my favorite kind of songs that I love listening to and writing is like where you just feel like you're in in the moment in that whatever that um uh, scene is. And I really wanted to do that with, um, this, this kind of like dark Americana concept that we were talking about, like dark American dream, like, um, 
and like kind of flip it on its head and, and do something kind of outlandish in that sense. And um, it, you know, I love shows like American Horror Story and, uh, you know, I love horror movies and I love true crime. And um, so I wanted to really write something that captured like the grit and the, um, like the grit and the, both the darkness and the light of like middle America, like, like, like its own movie, basically. Like I was like, if, if Quentin Tarantino was going to write a song, what would it sound like? <laughs> and, and then that's kind of how, how that song came to life. Yeah. I kind of like, uh, you know, I mean, I'm old school. Like I remember getting the albums and, and just sitting and, and just going on a, on a journey, you know, with my imagination, the lyrics that kind of take you on a, on a, on a trip, on a story. And I catch that with your writing style, which I, I definitely enjoy. It seems like, you know, the industry is more geared towards singles and like streams and stuff like that. But, you know, uh, and, and you know, I, there, there's some singles out there I enjoy and, you know, for that short, like dopamine fix or whatever, but I'm, I'm still yeah. more old school where it's like, I like going on a concept story, you know, yeah. and sitting there and listening to the whole album, you know? So I'm glad that you're still writing, uh, that way. Yeah. You know? no, I love that. I think that needs to be, um, and I agree, like that's gotten lost in the, the world of, you know, singles and Spotify and that kind of thing. So it's, I love kind of bringing that back you know yeah good hopefully it'll uh you'll inspire others and continue that yeah. now you, you mentioned uh like horror movies i'm a big horror movie fan as well i like going to uh some of yeah. the conventions and meeting some of the uh you know the the people that played in, in in movies and stuff but is there a certain uh horror movie that's like one of your your top ones oh my gosh um i love it's sort of a recent one but the terrifier did you ever see that yeah, I saw the original. I haven't seen the second one yet. I but. love the second one was amazing. Usually the the sequels aren't like the greatest, but it was awesome. I definitely recommend checking it out. Yeah, I've 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 uh like heard people talking about it and I've even heard like interviews with uh Dante uh I, I think was his name or the guy that uh the creator. I forget what his name is, but uh how he okay. talked about like putting the original together and you know wasn't didn't have a lot of backing and you know yeah. it was kind of like but then it caught on as like a, a as a cult you know favorite and then and then he was able to get more financing for what what he really wanted to visualize is what what came out with the second one so i yeah. definitely have to uh have to check it out yeah yeah <clears throat> definitely he's he's brilliant like he did all the makeup all the effect i mean he's um that director is is he's brilliant so who yeah. knows maybe there's a collaboration down the line for oh. one of your music videos and him directing oh, it you know? i would die for that that would be amazing <laughs> or, or or from what i hear there's probably going to be a terrifier three you know maybe you get a cameo in that as well yes oh my god you know Great. we're putting that out right now putting that yes. out for, to the universe make that happen yes. renee knows everybody anyway he probably knows this dude so yeah, just gotta call him you know make it happen <laughs> so yeah excited you're gonna be here in cleveland uh this coming uh next friday february 10th at the uh mgm northfield park uh yeah. opening in support of bush 
Um, so people uh, need to get out and, and check you guys out on, on this tour. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, like uh, what other kind of uh, stuff do you have in the works uh, going forward for, for 2023? Uh, so working on new music, I've been going back and forth to Nashville a lot and working on stuff out there. Um, and uh, yeah. And, and hopefully releasing an album and more touring and, a lot of great stuff in the work, so um, it's going to be an exciting. Year. And then while you're on this uh, tour, you bring in a notepad so you can, uh, you know, study under the learning tree of uh, Gavin Rosdale and the rest of Bush. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> ask him to give me some advice. <laughs> He's nice. So. Well, yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll connect then next Friday when you guys are here in Cleveland. You know, I'll get to introduce you to my girls. You know. Definitely, definitely. I look forward. Um, yeah, we'll get. I will. Um, I'll remind Renee to. Can I'll, I'll ask him to just put us all in like a group chat or something, and we'll set it all up. Yeah, yeah. I'll shoot him. A, I'll shoot him a text or something too when I get off of here. But um, um, another one I wanted to ask you. You know, we were talking about the songs uh, on the on the EP, and this is usually a tough question uh, for uh, you know artists to answer because it's like picking your favorite child but is there one in particular that's like your favorite to perform live or you're looking forward to performing live for a crowd on this tour god is dead is really fun to perform live so i'm really excited that's probably the one i'm most excited to play live i think you played that at the beachland too and it was like yes. one of the first times you guys played it live yeah so, yeah it did have uh you know yeah it, it, it did catch you know, good with the crowd and stuff. So yeah. looking forward to hearing that, that is again as well, you know, in a bigger venue and everything with you guys. Definitely. That was, it was, that was so fun. Um, yeah. I can't, I can't wait. It's going to be great. Nice. And then, um, you know, I wanted to ask you some of the questions that I normally ask guests that I have on. Um, we talked a little bit about some of your inspirations earlier, but who, who are your top three uh, musical artists? Uh, Nine Inch Nails, Johnny Cash, and uh, Dolly Parton. Nice. Yeah. And, you know, and I just remembered too how excited you were to, to uh, get your picture in front of Johnny Cash's tour bus when we were at the Rock Hall. Yes. Oh my gosh, that was. I was, I had no idea that that was there. I was so, I was like so excited by that. <laughs> yeah. So I should have caught on that Johnny Cash was one of them, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So you're the woman in black now going out there in the. <laughs> Big shoes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then is there a particular song that you feel has inspired you in life? Like, you know, we talked about some of the, the good days and the bad days. Is there something that's a regular in your playlist that you will play to, that picks you up? Yeah. I mean, even though the, the, the subject matter is super dark, bone saw for some reason is like the, the melody and the, the rhythm and the instrumentation, like it it's presented in a really digestible kind of fun um, way that it, I, I play it sometimes just to, it's like a good pick me up, I think. Gotcha. Yeah. And then, um, 
here's a question that I, I like asking people. I get all kinds of um, wild answers, but what <laughs> class do you feel should be mandatory before graduating high school today? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I would say I would say not necessarily a class, but there's so much in history and um you know history classes that's like omitted that is very I think is very important for people to know these days for like the young kids coming up in in this world. So I'd say like less let, you know, less censorship with some of the stuff that happened in history and more, you know, um, like more in inclusivity with that, with that stuff, I think. Well, I agree. It seems like so much stuff is just kind of being erased and canceled. And it's yeah. like, you know, those that don't know history are doomed to repeat it, you know, and we yeah. as a people definitely need to, you know, we've come a long way and it's like, we don't want to go backwards, you know, yeah. so. We need we it gotta, all. We got to know about all the ugly stuff too, you know. I agree. To exactly. avoid going back there. Yeah. And then, who are three people who have inspired you, or you can credit for making you the person you are today? Um, my mom and my dad, of course, they're amazing people, and um, my oh, it's so hard to pick. But my grand, both my grandparents, my. I'm sorry, my grandmothers, both of them as well, on both sides. Nice. And then, um, like, are there any causes or organizations that you support and encourage others to check out? Yes. Um, Feeding America is one um, that I I support. And I, um, uh, I, yeah, I always, like... That's, that's one of my favorites. Red Cross, obviously. And then um, there's a few, like, LGBTQ um, uh, charities that, that I really support as well. Um, and um, I'm, like, blanking on names. But uh, it's funny. I just put together a list of, like, five or six of these that I was, like, yeah. But... Um, but yeah, all of, all of that. <laughs> nice. And then, um, this is another favorite I like asking cause it takes everybody back, you know, uh, childhood, but you remember your favorite toy as a child? Oh my gosh. Uh, anything to do with horses. I loved horses. So now that makes sense. I guess it all adds up, but, um, like horse figurines and stuff. Are you like a, my little pony girl and stuff too? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, all that stuff. And anything, like, cowboy-inspired or, like, Wild West, like, I loved all that stuff as a kid. Yeah, because uh, you, what, grew up in Arizona or whatever, right? Yeah. What was that, uh, that's what I wanted to ask earlier, too, I forgot, but what was that uh, music scene like there before coming out to, you know, L.A.? There's a really dark music scene in, in Arizona. The music scene is great out there, like shockingly you would never suspect that but there's so many people just like me that that 
you know, went to so like, there's amazing shows, amazing underground shows, um, emo rock industrial. Like there's, there's a really great scene out there for all of it. Nice. And what area was it in particular that you. So I grew up in cave Creek, but, um, Phoenix and Scottsdale were the areas that had like the shows and stuff. So, okay. Nice. And then, uh, any message you have for our military members that are currently serving overseas? Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for your service. You guys keep us safe. So grateful for you guys. Um, and, uh, on days that are not as bright as others, just hold on. It will get better. And thank you so much for your, your service. Awesome. And then for, uh, you know, our audience that maybe, you know, hearing about you for the first time or new and want to check out uh, more of uh, the project of Devorah and, and what you're up to, where would you send them? Um, I would say Instagram. So my Instagram handle is Devorah Music XO or my website, um, www.devoramusic.com. Nice. Nice. Well, Hey, you know, it was good catching up with you and, uh, <laughs> Oh, look forward to seeing you in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We'll definitely make that happen. Introducing my girls and everything. Um, but yeah. before I let you go, you mind doing one last favor for me? Of course. Am I cutting a promo ID for the show? Just introduce yourself and you're listening to today's boondoggle? Absolutely. Hey, this is Devorah and you're listening to today's boondoggle. Awesome. Thank you so much. It was Thank good. Good catching up with you. And yeah, we'll catch up uh, next week. Awesome. Looking forward. Thank you so much. So good to see you again. Yeah, you too. Take awesome. care. See you soon. Bye. Bye.